back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike and I got my partner Matt with me. And today we're going to go over some Blackhawks news and we're going to talk about some, um, not much NHL news, but we're going to talk about some defensemen, a top 10 demon in the league. Uh, I was on Instagram at the Daily Dose Hockey and they released four of their top 10 list for a demon. They're interesting. Matt, me and Matt are going to go over them. And, um, oh wait, it's from daily, daily dose hockey, all hockey culture, NYR fanatics <laughs> and the mug NHL. They have four lists here. We're going to go over them. All right. So first off, Conor Dart signed his entry level contract on his 18th birthday. Hey Matt, is there a rule that says that he has to wait until he's 18 years old to sign that contract? I, I don't know, man. I really... You know, I never really heard of a 17-year-old signing a deal. Maybe it was um, like a like an adult type of thing. They would probably have to get like co-signers maybe, but maybe they just wanted to play it safe. Yeah, his yeah, dad was there. Maybe they wanted to play it safe. And, you know, it's kind of cool. They waited on his birthday and, you know, they made a big deal about it, which they should because he's supposed to be the next generational guy and, um, you know, it's cool to see his, his dad and his mom. And I, I believe it was his sister there. And, uh, it's, it's a yeah. good birthday present, man. Hey, you're, you're going to make 950,000, uh, with the Blackhawks for the next three years. And you're probably going to make more with sponsorships, which I think he already has something with that bio steel or whatever. He's got one with Sherwood. I believe he's going to probably doing some you know, car dealers, <laughs> Hawk Ford, the new of Hawk <laughs> Ford or Hawk Chevy taking over Kane and Taylor's yeah. spot or something like that. But he's going to sure. be, he's going to be making some good money for the next three years. And then <laughs> three years after that, oh man, it's going to go from rookie entry to, to Jack Hughes, like <laughs> maybe 9 million, 10 million a year. Just, oh, just he's gonna be that could be the minimum that. of a 10, but I did. I did see something interesting. There is a um, prediction. They're, they're saying he possibly could score thirty. I think it was thirty-two goals. Is, is the over/under whatever they were talking about? Uh-huh. I think he's going to go over, man. I think he's going to hit thirty-five. I do. Really? I think he's just a natural shooter, and he's going to be playing with Reichel probably, which is exciting. Probably going to have a, a skilled guy like Taylor Hall who's going to help him. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think he's going to hit 35 for sure. Okay. I was actually thinking 30. 30 goals, 40 assists, possibly. Yeah, I, I think he's going to get a lot of assists. And he's going to get a lot of power play time. you got to look at all that stuff. He's going to PP1. He'll be on. He'll be on the first line. It's gonna be, he's going to be surrounded with some good wingers, which is good. Uh, Seth Jones probably will play with him on the power play, which, you know, he could put up good assists too. And I think Connor's going to be the finisher, which is going to be awesome, man. Super excited. I'll be honest, man. I think Seth Jones is, is, is a weak point on the power play when they have him quarterbacking it. I think his passing is, has much to be desired. His shooting is not bad when he does shoot it. His shooting is yeah. not. I'm, I mean, his I, yeah. passing when they're, mo- when they're moving the puck around, he he makes me freaking nervous, man. I think that probably Reichel's going to be a quarterback on that uh, on that power Carter. play, possibly. But you know, but but I think they're going to want Connor in a position to shoot. Definitely, and Taylor Hall. Uh, you know who we haven't talked about much, which I I kind of feel bad is Radish. 
I think Radish is going to get. Yep. I think he's going to benefit with Connor Bedard too. If they, okay. you know, flip flop lines and stuff and try to work something out or, you know, spread the depth around. But yeah. Spread the love. <laughs> but that's another guy. He, he was saying like he's really excited. I don't know if he's seen, I saw a story with him saying since he's, you know, been in Chicago, they've been so good to him with playing time and giving him chances to show what like his worth and and he says, Now we got like the next the next one coming in and he's like, I'm so excited to be a part of it and you know what I think Chicago might be that team again where it's gonna be a free agency, you know, desired city. Which is yeah, which is fun because man, for years it was just we were getting like the 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 D-listers of free agency, and then then Brian <laughs> Campbell signs and Hosta signs. We're getting the A-listers, man, and kind of died down after you know, tw- maybe twenty thirteen. We were, guys weren't really interested in it, and now it seems like it's going to be like that again. And you know, we got we got we got some good supporting cast though for Counter for his first three years. I mean, uh, Nick Foligno. Uh, I think Corey Perry might stick around for another year. I could see if it's if it works out. Which uh, which is good, man, because uh, he's going to need all the leadership. Um, you know, he, he's got to learn from these guys, and I think we got some good leaders around him that are going to get him ready, probably for when they award him the C. Yeah, you know, Nick Foligno was in a, uh, he had a really good interview with the NBC Sports Chicago, and he was talking about how he wants to create a, a safe space for, for Connor. Uh, essentially, like letting him know, like, hey, um, come in and, and and be yourself, you know, and and you know, we're this is a new team, and we're all we're all here to uh, to to make everybody better, and uh, th- we're here to bond, and you know, this isn't like he's um, he's coming into like a new team, and it's like, okay, uh, new kid, you know, we're all gonna be hazing you and shit like that. You know, and he's. It sounds like he's looking to create a, a a very good culture and atmosphere in this new locker room, man. And uh, and I think he's the right guy for the job, man. You know, just for a lot of things that he's saying. You know, he's like, you know what, I I can't. I'm not in a position where I can chase cups. You know, so I'm I'm here to to play with the next generational player. And you know what? That's, that's a pretty great position to be in. You know, he's pretty positive on it. You know, I would imagine someone who's been in the league for 16 years is, is looking to get that cup. I think he still has something to offer. And, um, you know, he's looking to show this kid how to be a professional, uh, you know, Corey Perry as well. But, you know, I think Felino is going to be a really big part of establishing the, uh, establishing the pulse of the team on hey, okay, this is kind of how we do things. You know, Taves, Taves isn't there anymore. Kaner's not there anymore. You know, they don't have anything, uh, no holdovers from the from the Cup era, from the Dynasty era. Era, so they have to start something new. And how about a guy who's who has shown that he could be a leader on you know essentially every team that he's played on. So um, I think that he's a really good signing, man. You know, maybe. In a few years, you know, when the Hawks are really competing, that maybe they can hook him up with a deal and they can go on a deep cup run. Yeah, we we were just talking about that before we uh, started recording. But yeah, I mean, if this guy, say Connor wins a cup with the Hawks, I guarantee you his his first one of the first guys he's gonna think is like Nick Foligno. You know, like guys always yeah. say, "Hey, this guy was so good to me in the locker room." 
on the road showing me the ropes. I think Taves credited Marty Lapointe when uh, he, right. you know, he was winning cups and getting interviewed about leadership. And he says this guy was right next to me, and I took it in, and he showed me the ropes, and I, I owe him a lot. And I, you know, you you could see, you know, that w- with Connor Bedard. Nick Foligno could be that guy, like you were saying, and you know he's been a captain. You know he's he's. I think he was a captain for the Blue Jackets for the longest time, and yeah, he was. John Tortorella loved him. You know, and that guy doesn't like too many people. <laughs> so no, it just he shows you He's doing. He's playing the game right. He's going to hold his guys accountable, and he's going to push his teammates to be the best they can be. And that's all you can ask for at, the, at a guy this age. He's just going to make sure guys are showing up to work and he's going to protect this kid, which is what we need. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly think we need more of these guys. I, Corey Perry's a good yeah. pickup. I think I saw a video of him uh, meeting Connor, uh, I think it was at the Fifth Third practice arena. Uh, him, uh, Corey Perry's son, <laughs> he's a youngster. He wanted to meet Connor Bedard, I'm sure. Oh, right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's cool. Yeah, I heard but about that. It, Corey Perry's always been the guy you you just hated. You know, you hate this guy, this freaking guy in the ducks. Look at his face. You know, he looks like uh, he looks like Andy <laughs> from Toy Story. You know, his face just bugs yeah. me. Yeah, but he's oh, a good yeah. hockey player. You know, he gets under your skin. He scores big goals, and you know, he's like the guy uh, you know who's always dominating against Chicago teams. And, and and later in his career, he he comes up, you know, comes back and to to play with the team. And you know, like a Jim Edmonds. You know, when when he uh, Came to the Cubs yeah. after all those years of oh, right, dominating right. with the freaking Cardinals and stuff. Yeah. The Cardinals. Corey Perry, yeah. he's, he's older, but he's, I think he's going to bring a lot to this team and a lot to Connor. So, you know, I, I still think we we need a guy like like a Bobby Probert still. Just just insurance. Yeah, I, I thought that would have been great. I know there was a lot of talk with him. I think he did an interview and said, I think it was with John Scott. Actually, he was he was talking about uh, Kyle Davidson was talking to Lucic. Man, they were they were really close. He said, but Boston came calling, and he just had to follow his heart and stuff, which I respect. You know, he won your yeah. cup there. You were drafted there. You you want to go back, <laughs> but you know, it would it would yeah. be pretty cool that if he kind of would be his like guardian for a while because he don't forget he was Connor or yeah he was Connor McDavid's. Uh, pretty much yeah, right hand man for a while there and then it's like oh man this guy's making a lot of money he ain't doing shit <laughs> so they had to they had to yeah. trade him <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's it's actually pretty reassuring to hear that Davidson was spinning the wheels on him you know that you know Davidson seems to be making the right moves man you know like this guy's making his doing his own thing seems to be making the right moves I really like what I hear about him. Yeah, he's a really likable guy. I mean, at first he wasn't probably my first choice as a GM, but you know what? Sure. He kind of laid it all out there, saying, "Hey, this is my plan," and you know what? He's living up to it. I, I think I was pretty disappointed with the the Brinkat trade. I, I I will admit it, but I am happy that we got a guy like Kevin Korczynski, which is yeah. huge. He was, I think, he was Defenseman of the Year in the WAHL and uh, it, that's huge. And I, look at Ottawa. I, they lost to Brinkett. They lost their first round pick. Oh they, they don't have anything Dude, you to show for that. And that could have been their guy. You know, it, that, those sting, man. Those, those, those oh, moves sting. Man. Like we don't got anything now. Come on. 
Yeah. But uh, I, I still think it would be pretty cool, you know, to see Debrickett and Connor Bedard play together. You know, it would be cool. Would you relate? Would you relate Ottawa to, you know, just having a bad vision, you know, bad ownership, you know, th- that was kind of up in the air. Do you think that all played a a part in in pretty much all of this falling I, apart? I just think Ottawa is Nashville North. You know, I, it's just yeah, I, or Columbus. I honestly would rather play for Columbus. I I just honestly yeah. <laughs> I like the management better. The fans seem like they're 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 hardcore. They they support the Blue Jackets. Yeah, Ottawa. I just I don't I I I can't get. I feel bad for Brady Kachuk, man. He's such a good player. Yeah. It's like and you're playing on a Canadian team. Like to an American kid, it's not a big deal. Like it is to Canadian kids. They I always hear like Ronick even said like. It's just, it doesn't mean much to the American kid. They just, they want to play. And these Canadian kids are always like, oh, I want to play for a Canadian team, you know, before I retire. I have to have crossed off my, my uh, bucket list or whatever. But I, I think mm-hmm. Dabrinka, it didn't mean anything to him. Like, it's like, he, you got Toronto and you got freaking uh, Montreal. And if I'm playing in Canada, I'm playing for one of those two teams. I don't want to play for Ottawa yeah. or Winnipeg or... I'm sorry, I don't want to play for Calgary, Edmonton, I don't want to, or Vancouver. I would, I would never want to play for that freaking city just because of bad but, blood. You know, uh, yeah, that's true. Vancouver's Beautiful not a bad city. city, though. Yeah, just I, I just yeah. don't. The hockey team, I just, I've always hated them. Even if I wasn't a Hawks fan, I would still hate them. I just hate the way that they used to play. Like against, I think that it eleven would... against Boston. They play like the biggest yeah. assholes. Those guys and the biggest shit talking yeah, hockey. Douchebags, and it's like, dude. Y- but that was like twelve years ago. I now. know, but I, the only guy I know there is freaking uh, <laughs> Quinn Hughes, and he's another guy that's gonna rot uh, away. The, that team's not gonna be. Yeah, anybody. he is. But Debrinket, I, yeah, I think kinda- the writing was on the wall. He wanted to play for Detroit or, or here. I could have. He might have wanted. He, he could have yeah. came back. I think, but Kyle pretty yeah. much made it clear. Like, yeah, it ain't gonna happen. So go to Detroit, <laughs> play with your buddy Dylan Larkin. Yeah. You know, thinking about about Canadian teams, I don't think that it would be like say if I got traded to Vancouver, I'd be like, "Okay, well, at least I'm not in in Edmonton." Yeah, you but know? Edmonton you're going to make money because you're on the same team as Connor McDavid, you know? Yeah, but it's I mean like w- once the game is over where you spend 99% True. of your time, you know, Edmonton isn't like a great place to There's hang out. There's a lot of negativity <laughs> about just going there to play on an away game too. I think Pat Foley said you you go to the airport, you got a 2-hour drive to the city or something. He was Really? Saying. He's like I just he said See what he I couldn't mean? do it anymore. He's like I couldn't do it and he's like I just hope to God we never play them in the playoffs. He's like, I couldn't go there. And our best of seven series oh, going back man. and forth and doing all that. I, I'm pretty sure it was Pat Foley in, a, in an interview. And he just said it, it was just a brutal, like, uh, just a, a brutal way of doing it. It was just hard to just to go there. As a broadcaster, he said, couldn't even imagine being a player. It's a long flight. Yeah. like, See, hey, we're going to Florida that's today. <laughs> oh, God. I hope we get them over with and just play the Panthers and Tampa so we don't have to go back, you know? Yeah. 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 And that's ex- exactly my point. You know, like, why would you want to go and play for, for Edmonton? 
and and not and on top of that, it's like you know it gets to like twenty thirty below down there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> out of all three Western Canadian teams, I I know I just said like all that negativity about it, but like for me, if I got to be on Connor McDavid's team, and even if I'm not playing with them, like the team's winning and you're you're successful in the season, I know you're not that successful in the playoffs, but a lot of guys might say, Hey, this is my chance to get some more money because I'm on a really good season team and I could, I could get an extra couple million. Maybe if I'm lucky, some more term, I think a lot of guys do that, but I I just couldn't play for Vancouver. I couldn't, I, I don't even, yeah. I'm not a big flames guy either. I, I just, I, I couldn't, I'd, it, I'd have to pick, you know, the Oilers just because of the Connor and Leon effect. Yeah. Well, Blackhawks and Philip Kershev are far apart on contract talks. I wonder what's going what's going on there, man. Because I three if million, I was Kershev, I heard he's really? pushing for three million. And you look at his numbers; he's got like twenty five points in three years. Come on, man! His agent's crazy. Yeah, I got to look at that. Hold on, let me look at Kershev's stats here. He's asking for three. I, like then, I huh? said, man, his rookie year he showed a lot. Like he was a puck hound man on those boards. He'd come out, win the board battles. And then he, I think they sent him down last year and he lit it up down there. And then he came back up, he scored. And then he was 10 games without a goal. It's just, I don't, I don't think he uh, is. Yeah. He's not worth anything more than 2 million and 2 million is very high. He had 25 points last year on a very okay. bad team. Nine goals, 16 assists. Um, his Let me see here. So his first season, 54 games, eight goals, eight assists, minus nine. Uh, his second season, 67 games, six goals, 15 assists, 21 points, minus 16, bad team. 2022, last year, 70 games, nine, uh, nine goals, 16 assists, 25 points. So he's gone up. Uh, he's gone up in points every single season. Um, his plus minus has gone up as <laughs> well. well. You can't, <laughs> in a bad in a bad way. By those plus minus with this team. I know, I know. But I'm just, still, I'm, I'm just on, saying. I'm, j- ask, I'm joking. You can't ask for anything more than two million. You know what, man? This is a different league now, man. Three million's not a lot of money for how much how much they're giving people. <laughs> man, I wouldn't give this. <laughs> Darnell not, Darnell Nurse is making yeah, nine he million. He puts up more points than Kershaw will ever put up. Yeah, that's true, but defense. I mean, he, I think he he can also be a detriment to his team and at the same time. He also cashed in when the defensemen were getting paid. It was a good move and good mm. timing for him. Kurashev, I don't think three million is bad for the Blackhawks in where they are right really now as a team. A the money that they have, honestly, like anybody, who? anybody, anybody I'm, like a veteran out okay. there. I'd rather pay him the money for the experience and. Maybe a guy who's tougher, tougher to play against, like more of a grinder guy. This, I think they want Kershaw oh, to be okay. a skill guy, and it's he's just he, he's not a finisher. He can't do it. I think they're yeah. putting him in the wrong roles. He's not gonna be that third line guy, that chipping guy, and you know just grind away. Right. He he's not that guy. He's got to play with top dudes, and he's not gonna yeah, play with does. top guys now because there's you know look at the team. We actually have some good yeah. players. We got that Ryan Donato. We got. You know, Lucas Reichel, Tyler Johnson's a skilled guy. Taylor Hall, Corey Perry could play both ways. Nick Foligno will probably be a top six guy just because he's he's got a job to do, obviously. And Connor's going to put yeah. up good numbers. But 
Tyler Radish, who, who, where is he going to play, dude? I, I would just let him go. Get 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 your rating on your your arbitration, whatever. If they say, hey, yeah, you're worth this, the Hawks don't have to pay him. They can say, okay, good luck getting it. And I don't think anyone's sure. going to pay him. I'd rather play Radish than than Kershaw. But the, the problem is Kershaw shows these flashes. He does. And and if he could just tie it together, man, he could be a, you know, he could be a, a really he great could. player. He had a beautiful no look pass to a guy. I forget. It might have been Reichel. And it was a beautiful no look. It looked like he was taking the shot for sure. He sold the shot, made a beautiful pass, yeah. throws the goalie, wide open net. Empty yeah. netter. And that was a great play. And then, like, you don't see it for the next 15 games. You just see a guy who gets the puck, right. loses the puck, makes a change. Falls down. Same same every 30-second shifts. It's like, come on, man, do something. Yeah. Oh, before we go any further, I got to let everybody know that new customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts, Kansas, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. Now, Matt, let's talk about Vince Dunn signs a four-year, $29.4 million contract with the Kraken. Obviously, that was going to happen. Do you think the Blues are hurting from this? Yeah, that was a, that's a tough one, man. He, the, the Blues have been very weird lately. I, I thought the Blues were going to be good last year, and they, they shit the bed. They ended up you know, moving Ryan O'Reilly. They moved Tarasenko. And they pretty much uh, kind of re rebuilding on the fly type of thing. They did stack up on some picks. Still going to be tough to play against, I think. But Vince Dunn is a you know a good. I don't want to say he's like an offensive defenseman, but he's a guy that he he he'll, he can play D. He he can shut you down too. So I guess you could say he's a solid two way guy. I think he, I think last year he was a plus thirty. I want to say a plus twenty eight. And he put in 50 mm-hmm. assists, man, on the Kraken. That that was just a great team, man. They they made a lot of noise last year. And the Kraken, uh, I think, what was the term? Four years? Yeah, it was four year, 29.4 so, million. Yeah, I mean, this, he's going to be their guy in the back end for a while, which which is smart. I think he's, uh, he's young. I think he's uh, 26 years old. Yeah, the Blues are definitely, that was a tough one for them. And honestly, if you knew... Tarasenko was on a short leash. You should probably, well, actually, they didn't protect him. They, the Kraken just refused. They didn't want him, so they picked up Vince Dunn. I think the Ron Francis did a great job, man. He not as good as Vegas the first year, but he did a good job putting this team together. It took two years to get into the playoffs, and they beat the freaking the defending champs, like Game Seven, and that's yeah. impressive, man. Your first year in the playoffs, you knock those guys out. That's huge. 
so they're they're going to be a good team. But jumping back to the Blues, I, honestly, who's your best defenseman now? Is is it uh, uh, Colton Perenko or is it? Uh, I, they they got that kid from Boston. I forget his name. Jeez, uh, oh, I forgot. I'm blanking. But anyway, I yeah, I think the Blues are going to start. You know, falling behind and you know, falling down in the standings and eventually we're going to pass them. Yeah, I agree. Do you think that the blues are headed in the right direction as an organization? You know what? Their GM is one of the best still. This guy, uh, he doesn't sign ridiculous contracts. Uh, He takes care of his homegrown guys. You know, I think they just had, they needed a change. Ryan O'Reilly was a good captain for them. He got them their 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 cup. It's just uh, you know what Craig Berube is a good coach. I just think that they had to move. They had to move on from Tarasenko. I think that was the right thing to do. Uh, it it sucks, but you know what? They got that Jordan Cairo, who's going to be a good player. He could be their their next guy. The thing now is Jordan Bennington, dude. He he had a weird season. He was struggling big time and. It seemed like he was making a lot of the news just with his, you know, his head case antics and going after guys and <laughs> starting starting trouble with dudes on the bench. I think they gotta they gotta get him under control. He's too emotional and he's not stopping the puck. That's his job. And I think Craig Berube was saying, "I need my goalie just to be a goalie. I don't need him to be an enforcer from the '70s or so, whatever he said." But <laughs> I think they they need to get him. Honestly, I think they need to get him some help. Like. Hey, let's get your focus back because, dude, you won the Stanley Cup with us and you were a really solid goalie. You were a big part of that. I think they have to get him back at that level if they want to make some noise again. Well, as I mentioned before, we've got uh, from Daily Dose, All Hockey Culture, the um, NYR Fanatics and the Mug NHL, they put out their top 10 ranking of the demon in NHL. Daily Dose has Kale McCarr as number one, Adam Fox, Charlie McAvoy, Roman Yossi, Victor Hedman, Rasmus Dahlin, Mira Hiskinen, Jacob Slavin, Quinn Hughes, and Eric Carlson. A lot Ooh. of offense there. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't like that list? Any list with Carlson, I'm not going to take you serious as if you're a ranking defenseman. And you leave out. Well, he did just win the uh, he did just win the Norris Trophy. Uh, the I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Congrats, you won a trophy about stats, not defense. <laughs> sure. Uh, I think even a guy like we were just talking about, Vince Dunn, deserves to be on that list before Eric Carlson. He his plus yeah. minus is, you know, obviously he's he's could put up good numbers, but he prevents goals. That's the job of a defenseman. You know, yeah. and you're missing guys like Sergachev, and even. Alex Petrangelo is still a good defenseman. He's older, but in Drew Doughty, you're, you're missing you're missing some pretty pretty good solid defensemen. And it's just the league and all like these guys that are ranking these guys. It's just seems like it's all offense, all offense, you know. And it's kind of sad. I I miss the old school stay at home defenseman that used to be like a fan favorite. You know, like sure. I, I'm not a Chelios fan, but. That dude could prevent a lot of goals. He'd block shots. He'd fight you. He'd put up a lot of points, and he played the position correctly. Yeah, you know, having Quinn Hughes so low on there, man, it kind of 
questionable for me too. And Hedman as well. I'd have Hedman at least number three. I'd probably Top have Quinn Hughes sure. at numbers. Yeah. Maybe number six, number seven, dude. Quinn Hughes has gotten better. He used to be somewhat of a liability on the defensive side, but um, I would probably say the last couple of years, he has really imp- improved on on defense. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I used I, to say, dude, you, you need at least 400 games in the NHL as a defenseman to, to start to learn and change. He, he yeah. said that uh, Zach, he, look, at, we're forgetting about Zach Wierenski. He's another torts guy from Columbus. Yeah. That guy's going to be a solid defenseman, too. He's been kind of having the injury bug. But, you know, him and Seth Jones were together. They were a good defensive pair for a while. Yeah. And these guys just, they need games played. Quinn Hughes is going to be a top 10 for the next couple of years for sure. Yeah. So let's move on to the next one we've got from all hockey culture. Uh, Kale McCarr, Adam Fox, Charlie McAvoy, Rasmus Dahlin, Miro Heiskanen, Jacob Slavin, Quinn Hughes, Dougie Hamilton, Roman Josie, and Devin Taves. Well, I like that Devin Taves is getting some recognition. And even uh, yeah. uh, Slavin. He, you know, all of the Canes fans, they, the fans, they hate like their guys never get the publicity like the other guys. This yeah. kid's a good defenseman, Slavin. Yeah, really he is. good defenseman. He, he really is. And, you know, Devin Taves is not going to get the same attention when he's got to share a freaking uniform with Kale McCarr. Yeah. You know? But he, he was just as good that year they won the cup. His plus, he had the best plus minus in the league. I think he was at like 40 something, which wow. is unheard of. And uh, I think that's that's cool that they put him in the top ten. Dougie Hamilton, last year, man, he earned it. Yeah, I mean, I'm he not did. a fan. I know we always kind of razz him a little bit, but he put up some good numbers, and he had a good plus minus. He got that team back in the playoffs, and he seems like he's a leader on that team. So, uh, yeah, I think he deserves to be on that list, too. Yeah, I I think to be honest with you, Dougie Hamilton is usually a he's usually pretty average on defense, but he's really good at creating offense, man. And 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 you know what? Teams do need that. They do need a defenseman out there to be creating offense. I think the problem that we have now is that the like the line is somewhat blurred now between it seems like defensemen and wingers because you've got some wingers out there, man, that are are playing excellent two-way hockey and you've got some defensemen out there that are kind of out there playing the wing a little bit kind of like uh like eric carlson obviously does you know quinn hughes is very good offensively headman is like a jack of all trades uh roman josie uh kale mccarr uh adam fox you know a lot of these guys are very good offensively and there there really isn't at least on the list so far there hasn't really been anybody on the list that is really strictly defensively a defenseman maybe Devin you know? Taves is the probably yeah. the well you know what man yeah if you got kale mccarr doing his thing skating around everybody you need a guy to be back like, yeah, and that's Devin Taves. He's the guy that's sure. back and covering his ass if something goes wrong. And I mean, you got guys like uh, Adam Fox. I I think he's 
I, honestly, this New York list I'm looking at, I'm surprised they didn't put Jacob Truba on the list because that's all, <laughs> they're so biased with their. They put Adam Fox before McCarthy. Come on, man. Yeah, he's I good, know. but you know, I know but you man. you need a guy. You need a Brent. I'm Zebra. surprised they didn't you, put the Breadman on there somewhere. Oh yeah, as a defenseman, yeah. <laughs> Keandre Miller. Oh, he was an All Star last year. He's top ten now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he too. He's a. That's they're so ridiculous at times. But, but I was saying like. You know, Duncan Keith needed his Brent Seabrook to be successful. Yeah, absolutely, and you need those. You need that good partner. And even in the Ottawa days, Eric Carlson had—I think it was Mark Mathot, who was a very good defenseman—and he covered his ass tons of times. So there, yeah, I'd say Devin Taves is probably the most stay-at-home mentality guy on this list for sure. The NY list is, of course, Adam Fox, number one, oh. then Kale Ma- <laughs> McCarr, Erasmus Dahlin, uh Charlie McAvoy, Mira Hiskinen, Quinn Hughes, Jacob Slavin, Roman Josie, Devin Taves, and Dougie Hamilton. That comes in last. <laughs> no Victor Hedman, huh? All those no times Victor Hedman. getting eliminated by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't deserve it. Okay. Yeah, that's probably what it is, <laughs> it, man. It is. Because so that is you, some hate right there. He's not you even did in the top, top 10. 10. List, you, you know Vasilevsky wouldn't oh. be on the list either. <laughs> <laughs> that's how ridiculous that is. They'd probably put, uh, they'd probably put a Shesterkin and Gorgiev just as uh, One, as honorable guys. mention. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Gor- yeah, Gorgiev is now uh, with the Avalanche. Yeah, he yeah. is. That's why they would, even yeah, they, though they'd they put him on there. The connection, put him in right, yeah. right. Yeah. And the Mug NHL has Kale McCarr number one, Adam Fox, Roman Josie, Charlie McAvoy, Rasmus Dahlin, Victor Hedman, Jacob Slavin, Quinn Hughes, Doug- Dougie Hamilton, and Devin Taves. A lot of these they've had Slavin, Hughes. Hamilton and Taves kind of in the same positions at the end. Um, you mentioned it earlier to me that you don't think Roman Josie, you think he's kind of falling off a bit. Um, maybe he just had a down year last year, man. You yeah, know, the, the team is the team gets worse every year. They don't get better. Yeah, it does. They get older. And I feel like that's what they did with uh, Shea Weber. I mean, they just kind of burnt oh, him out. Yeah. Then they ended up trading him for a PK Subban that year. And, uh, they get these really good guys, and it's like they ask so much from like even Pecorine, man, very good goalie, and they just like he, the poor dude was just burnt out, yeah, and that never gave him that supporting cast that they needed. And he don't get me wrong, he's a very good defenseman. I just yeah, he probably had an off year, and it happens. One thing that's questionable here, man, is, and you mentioned Sergachev earlier, no Mo Cider on there. Yep, no more cider. I uh, know Sergachev, uh, even no Vince Dunn on any of these. Yeah. And very solid guys, man. Some of your favorites, I know um, Dowdy's not on there. Is Dowdy's he still, still stuck, at dude. the level? Is he still at the same level that he used to be? Of course. I not. don't think so. No. But I think that he is still, I think I would put him in the top 10. So my top 10 would probably be, obviously, my number two guy is going to be Hedman, and he's going to be before Fox, so all the Ranger fans could cry. But Makar is <laughs> obviously number one. My yeah. number four guy, I think it would be, I, you know what? Darlene seems to be like everyone's number top five guy. I don't see much of him. I know he puts up really good numbers. I think he had 73 points last year. And 
that's impressive. He was a plus 12 on a Buffalo team. That's kind of like on the fence. Like we kind of want to make the playoffs. We kind of don't. Um, it, it's, it's tough. I, I don't think Yossi's on my list. I think Brent Burns is on my list. Okay. I mean, he's older and he's still putting up. I think he put up 60 points last year. He's a plus 20 or something. And he's a blocking machine. He was a stud in the playoffs too, man. He was three points a night getting that team over the hump. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of good guys that they left off. And, and Sergachev was a top 24 guy. Or no, was, I'm sorry, number 28. And, you know, Drew Doughty was 34th, but he's still a good defenseman, man. I yeah. just don't. Just because Carlson, was he like on one list or was he on two lists? I can't remember. Just one. Yeah. And that, that guy won the Norris and he was barely on the top 10. He just, I, he just had a good. And the pucks were going in for him, you know, and the guy. Yeah, the pucks going, going in for him. In. That's all that it is. I mean, it wasn't defense at all. Let me see. I'm going to take a stab at it. I think that I would take. Uh, I still think that Victor Hedman is a is a top defenseman uh, in this league, man. I think that he's somebody that you can uh, build your team around. I think he's got leadership. He's just tired. I, yeah, he's just tired. Yeah, he's I dead. would take him number one. You got Kale McCarr coming in next. And then Adam Fox, I think Adam Fox, you know, I was looking to see how he would be in his, um, in his sophomore season after his, uh, you know, a- after his Norris win. Yeah. And you know what, man, he played very well. Uh, he, he is did. a, he's a contributor on that team. He is a good passer. He, very he good could passer. be a disruptor. He's a great pass. He moves. I'm going to say he moves the puck very well, skates well. He doesn't get caught. Um, you know, pinching in like some defensemen did, like like Errol Carlson. He doesn't get caught pinching in uh, very often. Uh, I think that he's a great defenseman. I know we give the New York guys a hard time, so there you go. Let me ask you this: Do you think Chris Latang is still a top ten guy? Um, no. Thirty six years old. Uh, he had his, you know, he had some health issues last year. He still put in forty one points on a team uh, that's kind of on the. I guess they're on the change. You know, they're going to be. They're going to be figuring out, you know, real soon what happens with Sid and Malkin and Latang. But I still think Latang has been a solid defenseman. Maybe the reason I still think he's still better than Eric Carlson playing defense. I think he's sure. better than Eric Carlson. Yeah. yeah. The only thing, the, my only thing is, is that I know the guy can't suit up for a majority of the season. Yeah. Poor, I I hope he's doing better. He had that stroke, and I think he won the award for uh, I think was it the Masterton Award or something. But yeah, I. I I, he's, you know what, dude? He's a good player. I, he, not maybe not a top ten, maybe a top twenty still. Yeah, but I, I, I don't still think, think he's, he's a top a, ten. He's a good defenseman, and he's been a warrior for the Penguins. Uh, right, but man, there's some, you know, there's some really good, like Brent Burns. I, I still like thirty eight years old, man. He put in freaking sixty one points last year, eighteen goals. Wow, that's more than Kurashev did, and he plays forward. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just it's crazy, man. Uh, I would have had him in my top ten after last year for sure. In his little playoff run too, he he was pretty solid too. Oh, I'm gonna go Hughes at number five. I'll put Slavin in after that. Darlene, uh, because he's an offensive machine, and then uh, I'll give you Doughty. Yeah. And then and for Mo? my last for my last spot, I'm gonna put it in Mo. Yeah, I think Mo is gonna be that guy. You just gotta give him. He's gonna have a better supporting cast. 
He's going to get bigger, stronger, mature a little bit. Definitely a top 10 for me, too. I, I, I really loved watching him in his rookie year. He was awesome. Yeah. His hits. You don't see a kid like doing that right away. This guy doesn't. What was the videos? Mo Sider doesn't give a shit who you are. He, he was going after all the stars and stuff. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, he stood up. Uh, like you said, he stood up um, uh, Connor. Yeah. Actually, he defends him pretty well. Which not many people can do. I think actually Kale, the only people Kale McCarr yeah. is the one who can keep up with him. Yeah, I think those are really the only two guys that I've seen have be be consistently effective against Connor McDavid is Mo Sider and and Kale McCarr. And off of that alone is why Mo is on my list. I think yeah. he moves the puck well, man. Um, he hits guys. He's uh, he's responsible defensively, and he can chip in on offense if he needs to. Uh, I think he's a great player. You know Too bad who, we couldn't get him. Who we weren't really talking about much? Hmm. Morgan Riley. Oh yeah, from Toronto. He's one he's of the top guy. guys. Yeah, and I can't. I'm looking at the stats right now, man. I can't even find. I can't find him on here on the top fifty. I think. Wow. Very, you know, very solid player. I know. Uh, what's his name? Um. Connor Connor McDavid just makes him look stupid in a lot of videos, and he's yeah. This year, man, he he only had forty one points, and he was a minus nine. Wow, four goals only, thirty seven assists. Uh, that's not like him because the the years before, dude, he he had sixty eight points the year before in twenty twenty two, and then twenty twenty one. Oh, it was a uh, thirty-five points in fifty-five games, but man, he, yeah, it was a weird COVID season. But even before his his career high is seventy-two, so twenty goals too. So he could he could put the puck in the net, but yeah. you know he's just you know Toronto's had their issues. But he's I thought he he's a pretty solid defense. Maybe not a top top ten, but he's up there. Man. So that's all that I got, man. You got anything else? No, we should do this again next week. We should do uh, top 10 goalies, Mike and Matt's, and then compare. Okay. Them. All right, cool. Yeah. yeah, that sounds good. And then we'll do uh, we'll do wingers after that. No no New York goalies, though. Please. No keep, New York goalies? We can't New York do that? Goalies. No, they're, they're going to be two top five guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, Shesterkin is, uh, I think he's a top top three goalie he in the is, league, man. He is. It's just uh, all the hype. You know, he, he's got to do something, you know? Right. He's, he's got to get over that hump. Well, cool, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're very appreciative. If you have anything you want to talk about, hit us up on Twitter at Shy Tomahawk, and we'll feature it on the show. Be sure to use our code Shy Tomahawk at Liquid IV for 15% off and use our code THPN on DraftKings uh, Sportsbook. That's all that we got for you. We'll catch you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here. 